Okay, so um, tonight we're going to start by talking about eggs. Um, there's one there, in case you weren't sure. <laughs> what we're going to do is, as the like epilogue goes on, we're going to kind of have a quiz. Um, so if we can kind of split down the middle there, like imaginary, and then where the second pole is, if you could split across there. So you've got like one team here, one team at the back there, one team here, and one team here. So what we've got is we've got a couple of questions to start off with to get us, you know, in the mood. Um, so the first question, before it comes on, uh, it's whatever team gets the answer right first. So you need to be on the ball. Yeah, just shout it out. And then whoever gets it at the end gets a packet of Harry Bows. Can't eat it in here, though, but, you know. <laughs> so when are you ready? All right, well, it's 270 I read on the internet. Don't know if that's right, but there we go. Yes. So I believe it's two points, two points down here. Okay, so um, the phrase that we're going to begin with looking at is... Um, don't put all your eggs in one basket, hence the theme of eggs. So basically, the idea of this phrase is that if you put all your eggs in one basket and then you were, let's say, to drop that basket, then all your eggs would be smashed. And this idea is, uh, well, it's hinted to in the Bible um, when talking about money. Uh, it says, send your grain across the seas and in time profits will flow back to you, but divide your investments among many places, for you do not know what risks may lay lie ahead. So by splitting your money, it secures your investments and makes sure they cannot be lost all at once. So another example where this phrase may come in use is food. You can't rely on one food to provide all the vitamins. You have to split your food and get a balanced diet. So... Um, Question number three. Um, in your teams, we want the best example of when you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. If I'm honest, I think we kind of miss... <laughs> I I'll read you a few that I've got. Um, so in, in, in football, you have one, one goalkeeper playing, but you normally have another on the bench just in case your keeper get injured. So you're spreading the risk. Um, I, know I said the investment one, but, but we've said that from the Bible verse. Um, the next question is the opposite. The best example of when we should put our eggs. There we go. Fantastic. I think that's 3-0, but there we go. Um, yeah, so, so Jesus. Um, but when it comes to Jesus, we can't put half our eggs in Jesus' basket. They're either completely in it or they're not in it at all. Jesus' love is so amazing, so divine, that it demands our hearts, our lives, and our all. It requires us to fully trust him and put all our eggs totally in his basket. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Jesus will not let, let us down. Whatever we've done, whoever we are, and whoever we are, we can always go back to him. 
we can put our eggs in one basket when it comes to Jesus. And if we truly do so, it can change our lives. Receiving forgiveness, no matter what we've done. Receiving unconditional love. Receiving a new purpose. And entering a community by being family in Christ. Are there such things? And this community in Christ is what Paul talks about in Philippians. In the modern world, people's happiness revolves around money, sex, relationships, or success. However, in Philippians, Paul says that the source of happiness is not any of these things. Instead, he says the source, the source of happiness and true joy can be found in fellowship, in community, and unity. Unity in Jesus. He calls us to have unity of mind. We should be like-minded as Christians. Not necessarily agreeing, but having similar approaches and attitudes. We should be compassionate. We should have unity of emotions, showing the same love that Jesus showed us. We should love each each other due to God's love which he first showed us. We should have unity of wills, one in spirit and in purpose. We should have the same ultimate goal, even if we don't always agree on the path to get there. So as a Christian family, we should show humility, selflessness, and be united by our faith in Jesus, and this will give us true joy. But the one thing that can destroy this unity is by having the wrong attitude. One attitude which we should seek to stay clear of is self-importance or vain conceit, the desire for personal prestige, to be known by name and by appearance, the desire for our own opinions to be sought or to be admired and respected. We should instead show humility and consider others before ourselves. We should also avoid having selfish ambition. Ambition alone is fine, if it's genuinely, genuinely subordinated to the will and glory of God, but selfish ambition, ambition which has rivalry, where we must succeed and others must fail, should be avoided. We should avoid being self-centred, where we are only concerned for ourselves and our own interests. Instead, we are urged to care for the interests of others. This means an attitude of love in things both big and small. The right attitude can be found in the life of Jesus. And we're on to our second set of questions. So I want the most creative answers here. If you could have any power, which would it be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you'll get the point there. So we're on 3-1, I think. And the next question is, if you could be anyone in the world, who would you be? Dead or alive? I'm going to go with Sam's Bill Gates. I think that was a, uh, a well thought through one. So Jesus could have come to earth as a footballer, as Bill Gates, um, as a king, or with the ability to fly or have teleportation, I think one of them was. He could have come to earth as anything, but he didn't. He was a king, yet he made himself nothing. He was equal with God, but he became a servant. Instead of climbing up the ladder of achievement, he he moved himself down it. He demoted himself and became downwardly mobile, not for him, but for us. He became like us so that we might become like him. 
became a slave so that we would go free, and he died so that we might live. Paul says we should aim to have the same attitude as Jesus. We should give up our selfish ambitions, self-centeredness, and self-importance, and give ourselves to the downward mobility, humble service, and unselfish love which Jesus Jesus showed. Um, and if anything, well, there they are. Um, and if anything I didn't say made sense, which it might have done, uh, we've got a video to wrap it all up. Um, so there we are. Oh, this team won the uh, Harry Bows.